This is Cody Ray Miller, and you're listening to the Dude Fuel Podcast. It's a new year, new year, new year coming up. Just a few days left here in 2019. And so today on the podcast, I am going to be going over 20 books. That's right, I have 20 books sitting right here next to me. I'm going to go through 20 books that I would recommend to you in 2020. Now here's the thing. Uh, before you know, we dive into these books, there's no such thing as the perfect reading list. Everybody has their own interests and and desires in terms of learning. I'll tell you that there's not a single fiction book over here because uh, here on the Dude Fuel podcast, we focus on improvement, empowerment, building your skill set, and helping you live a next level life. And so nothing wrong with fiction books. I have some other fiction books that I want to read this coming year, some that I'm reading right now. But for this podcast, I really want to focus on nonfiction books, um, some books that uh, I think can potentially help you live a better life this coming year. And again, you'll get to see a little bit of my eclecticism and some of the interests and things that I'm into. So without further delay, let's get started. Book number one, I have actually never read It Is Rich Dad's Cash Flow Quadrant. This is by Robert Kiyosaki. And uh, I think I might get a little bit of hate mail for this because I know some people love Kiyosaki and other people, they just despise the man. And, and, and you know, frankly, um, I think that could be said of just about anybody who has achieved any, any level of notoriety or success. But I just know some people like Kiyosaki and some don't. I myself have had limited exposure to Kiyosaki. And as I've said, I haven't actually read this book. So the reason I'm recommending it is because people are talking about it. People constantly recommend it to me. And I want to be informed. I want to at least know if I'm going to disagree with Kiyosaki, I at least want to know what it is that I'm disagreeing with. And so the cash flow quadrant is um, the first book on my 2020 reading list that I want to devour. Next up is a book that I absolutely love, and it's called The Best Question Ever. It's by Andy Stanley. I had to read this book in college. Now, uh, I went to a, a private Christian uh, university. And so uh, you might want to know, and Andy Stanley is a Christian. Uh, I believe he is uh, currently an active pastor in the Christian church. But this book, I can honestly recommend to anybody because, um, well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but the best question ever applies to anybody. And regardless, um, even though this is overtly a Christian book, Regardless of your spiritual leanings, um, I think you can benefit from learning the best question ever and how to apply it. And by the way, The Best Question Ever by Andy Stanley is a really small book and a very short read. All right, um, for book number three, a book that I have started and I have not completed. Um, it's The 4-Hour Workweek by, by uh, Tim Ferriss. And so, yet again, might get some hate mail for this. I, I know some people love Ferriss, other people not so much. Uh, I know some people are a big fan of his um, Tools for Titans or Tools of Titans book, uh, which seems to be massive. I don't own it um, because I figured I haven't even gotten through the 4-Hour Workweek. But I have to imagine, I think in the past, I probably got through about a 16th uh, of the book or so. Not very much at all, but 
but it's a pretty big book. And I have the expanded and updated version that he put out. It's been several years now, but the expanded and updated version of uh, the four-hour work week from Tim Ferriss. So that's another one I haven't actually completed myself. Fourth book, one that I'm very excited to read, is What the Buddha Taught. Um, This is a book that comes highly recommended, especially for Western seekers and Western minds. Um, If you want to understand what Buddhism is all about, what the Buddha taught, um, this book by Walpola Rahula, I'm probably butchering that name, Walpola Rahula uh, is the author of What the Buddha Taught. It comes highly recommended. There is a uh, Buddhist temple here in Dallas that does some classes for those who are, you know, seekers and, and wanting to learn more about Buddhism. And this is their textbook of choice. It also is a very slim read. And so if you're at all interested in Buddhism or expanding your understanding of world religions or perhaps expanding yourself spiritually, consider What the Buddha Taught by Walpola Rahula. Book number five, uh, kind of a funny story about this book. Uh, I found it laying around up at my school. It had been abandoned and I I can never leave an abandoned book in need. It, It just, it looked as if it needed someone to read it. And I thought the title was very interesting. It has mixed reviews, but it's called Learn Faster and Remember More by David Gammon and Alan D. Bragdon. Um, so I'm not familiar with these authors. Uh, I have only thumbed through the very first part of the book and taken a quick peek at the table of contents. It seems very interesting. Again, the reviews are kind of split. If you look up the reviews on this book, um, some people are saying it's a little bit outdated. Um, other people are saying that it doesn't necessarily live up to the title, but nevertheless, I always feel like if it can give me even one thing that I can do to learn a little bit faster and remember a little bit more, I feel like it would be worth the read. I will say this is a big book. This is uh, this is this is a large read here. Um, the print's pretty small and it's close to 300 uh, pages, perhaps slightly exceeds 300 pages in length. So a, a, a bit of a tome there, but one I'm uh, very excited to read. All right, next up, what do we have here? Is book number what is it six? Book number six is uh, a book that's been sitting on my reading list for a little while, and uh, my mom actually got me the book for Christmas, and so thanks, Mom. Um, It's The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself by Michael A. Singer. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you on this one. Um, I bought this book and was interested in reading it based on the reviews, based on what other people had said. I don't know anything about Singer, uh, so I don't have any idea where he's coming from. I know that it has a quote from Deepak Chopra on the cover, which makes me somewhat hesitant um, because I don't really like a lot of Chopra's stuff. In fact, I tried to read a book by Chopra on yoga and I literally could not get through it. Um, I muscled my way through the first chapter and I abandoned it on the second. So, um, but again, always willing to give um, a book a shot. So this is The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself by Michael A. Singer. I'm interested. That's a part of my growth in spirituality this coming year. Um, So I'm excited to see what thoughts uh, lie inside. All right, book number seven. Uh, This is a book that came recommended to me uh, by my network marketing upline uh, and also good friend Chris G. 
Um, shout out, Chris. What's up, boss? Um, he recommended this book, Three Feet from Gold. And as I understand it, it's something of a commentary or a bit of an expansion on Think and Grow Rich. And it centers around this story of, I think it's a father-son pair who are um, digging for gold in this particular plot of land. And uh, they're digging and digging and digging and digging. They're not finding anything. And so they finally abandon it and give up. And it turned out that um, they were just sort of digging the wrong way and that they were literally three feet from hitting a ton of gold as the person who acquired the land from them at a very low price uh, found out. So I'm interested to see this is I think this is probably the most self-helpy um, sort of book that's on my 2020 um, recommended reading list, um, but very excited to check it out in full. I've thumbed through it. I have not completed it. Okay. So again, you'll see, you know, a lot of these books here, I haven't read myself. And again, some people might say, well, why are you recommending them to me? Um, you know, I, I, you read whatever you want to read, obviously, but I, I know for me, it's helpful to hear what are other people reading, uh, reading, what are they interested in reading? Um, and you know, you, you can do your own due diligence and research to see if this is something you want to read. Um, very interesting book coming up next here. If you're at all interested in minimalism, uh, I think you might enjoy this. So this is what book number eight, I believe, on the reading list. If you're at all interested in minimalism, I think you'll enjoy Seven by Jen Hatmaker. Um, seven, uh, the, the byline reads, an experimental mutiny against excess. And so... Um, you see uh, here on the cover art, which is is minimal, huh? but kind of interesting. Uh, within the seven, it says clothes, spending, waste, food, uh, possessions, media, and stress. And so it sounds like these are the seven things that Jen is um, trying to um, uh, rebel against, you know, excess uh, in these areas, excess clothes, excess spending, excess waste and food, um, possessions, media and stress. Um, it seemed very interesting to me. Um, uh, I, I think that Jen Hatmaker wrote this book um, either over the course of a year or about her experience in a year, if I'm not mistaken. And because I'm into minimalism, I thought this would be an interesting read. Um, I do believe that Jen is a Christian. So again, there might be a little bit of, um, bias there. I don't want to say bias, but just, you know, know that's potentially her background where she's coming from. I think I have that right. So, um, she also, she runs a blog. So I think you can look her up and see what she's all about. Okay, um, shifting gears pretty hard here. Uh, book number nine is just for the guys. Um, not to say that a woman couldn't read it who maybe wanted to better understand uh, the psychology of a male um, and and the, the personality characteristics sort of of, of the masculine identity. Um, but this book, I'm, I'm super excited to read. It's called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. And so uh, uh, the, the sub, sub line here, byline, subtitle, whatever it's called here, reads, Rediscovering the Archetypes of the Mature Masculine. Um, I myself, I love being a dude. I love embracing the masculine, understanding that we also have that feminine side to our nature. And so I don't deny that at all. But I love being a guy and I love embracing being a dude. And I love the fact that my wife is pregnant with another boy. So I'm about to be um, the uh, proud daddy of two boys. And so um, 
I love learning about you know what it is you know what is it to be a man how how do you become a mature uh, male and what does that mean in our culture in our society and in our world and so I'm very interested to look at these archetypes of the king the warrior the magician and the lover a pretty short read and um, I don't think it's too recent let me look at the copyright here I'm gonna guess that this was written in the early 90s uh, that's my guess. It's just sort of the vibe that I've gotten from the book. Let me look here. Yep, copyright 1990. Wow, nailed it. Um, King Warrior Magician Lover is by Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette. So, would recommend that one to you if you are at all interested in the masculine. All right, we are halfway through, about to be halfway through. This is book number 10. It's one of my favorites. I have listened to it as an audiobook countless times, and I've even recommended it um, to you here on the podcast before. It's The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I just have to say, every time I put this uh, audio CD into my car, it re-inspires me and it reinvigorates um, just my enthusiasm for, you know, doing the small daily rituals and habits that can ultimately lead to massive success. Darren has a great delivery on the audiobook, but whether you pick up, you know, a copy of, of the actual book, like with words and letters and stuff, uh, or you pick up the audiobook, it is more than worth your time. I mean, it, it really is a valuable, valuable resource. One of my top books that I have ever read. And so I'm looking forward to going back through it here in 2020. And I give it my highest recommendation and endorsement for you this coming year. Book number 11 was a book that surprised me. It was a book that read a little bit like a series of blog posts, and that could be because the author is a blogger. Um, It has a bit of a controversial title as well, but it's not a very long book, and yet I found it very insightful and poignant. I was prepared for a bit of tripe. Okay, let's be honest. I was prepared for it to really just be a god-awful book that did not live up to its title, um, but it pleasantly, pleasantly surprised me. And that is The Subtle Art of Not Giving Up bad word here. Okay. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a You-Know-What by Mark Manson, a counterintuitive approach to living a good life. It is a number one New York Times bestseller. Um, I absolutely love it. It's got a bright orange color uh, cover, so you can't miss it um, if you're looking for it in the bookstore or on Amazon. It's worth your time. You can probably read this book in a matter of days. I want to say it took me about three days of pretty casual reading um, to, to get through it. And I read it over the summer and I really enjoyed it. All right, what do we have here? We are on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. This would be book number 12 then. So book number 12 um, for 2020, another bit of spirituality uh, reading. Uh, but again, I think anybody that's open can can potentially benefit from this book. I have never completed it. I have to say um, it it's a very short or a relatively short book. Um, I've read about half of it, and it's a book that I've come back to, and I actually look back over my highlights and thumb through but it's The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. Brother Lawrence was, um, uh, he was a monk, uh, and so um, he lived the monastic life as a Christian monk, and it's just a really, really interesting um, book that I think, you know, anybody, 
anybody I think who's interested in spiritual development um, could benefit from the book because it's all about awareness. It's about that monastic life and how, you know, turning our awareness and focus toward God or the divine or whatever it is that is the object of your devotion and your attention can bring you into a deeper communion with, with that thing or that person that you're focused on. And so, um, you know, there's just some practical advice in here and I really like that. Um, I haven't quoted from any of these books here, but I, I really want to quote from this one just a little bit because I have a lot of highlights in this book. And so um, I love this. He says here, it is not necessary for being with God to be always at church. Um, that's pretty basic, I think, for a lot of us. And yet it's it's poignant. It's it, I mean, really, so many people, I think, feel that they have to wait to um, tap in to their spiritual side. And Brother Lawrence here is saying you don't have to. It's always accessible to you. He gives some practical advice on prayer here. He says, I don't advise you to use multiplicity of words in prayer. Many words and long discourses being often the occasions of wandering. Hold yourself in prayer before God like a dumb or paralytic beggar at a rich man's gate. I mean, that's some deep stuff, no matter where you're coming from. And so I strongly recommend The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence. A short, little quick read there for you. Next up is a book called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind by Vishen Lakhiani. The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. Um, I really enjoyed this read. Um, so I have read this one all the way through. I took copious notes, lots of uh, notes in the margin and lots of highlights. Um, I will say that some have criticized this book as kind of just telling you things you already know or you already ought to know if you've spent any time in, you know, self-help, personal development, uh, you know, section of your bookstore. But I, I really thought it was an entertaining read because uh, Vision kind of puts his own spin on things and um, he's got his own style of writing that I found um, very pleasurable to read. And I guess I just wasn't looking for him to give me any, like, mind-altering, you know, information. I was just looking for a solid book that would, would help to sort of sharpen my skills. Um, and, and that's pretty much what I got from the book. So the code of the extraordinary mind is, is really just all about tapping into your greater potential, especially mentally. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed it uh, very much and would recommend it to you. All right, this book here would be for anyone who is interested in yoga. Um, it's The Wisdom of Yoga, A Seeker's Guide to Extraordinary Living by Stephen Cope. The Wisdom of Yoga by Stephen Cope. Um, this was a book that took me a little longer to get through than I thought it would. I picked up this book and I thought, seems like a pretty short book. I mean, it doesn't feel heavy or look, you know, it looks rather slim here in my hand. I have the hardcover um, edition of the book. And yet it took me some time, I think because the material here, there's a lot to digest. The author does a great job of directly teaching you about the philosophy of yoga while also sharing stories that I think are sure to engage anyone who is interested in narrative. And so, all right, let's see what we have here. Just a few books left. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. We have six books left. So this would be book number 15, if I'm not mistaken. 
Um, Book number 15. If you haven't read it, I've talked about it so much here on the podcast. It's called Switch, How to Change Things When Change is Hard by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. Switch, How to Change Things When Change is Hard. I got this book from a former employer and um, I'm so thankful that she placed this book into my hands. I think I have, um, I know that I have a sentimental attachment to this book because it really got me back into reading again. And so I've been doing a lot of audiobooks, um, but actually having like a physical book in my hand, that was something I hadn't done in a little while. And there's something that for me is almost magical about holding a book in your hands, being able to highlight, and I love to write in the margins and have a conversation through my notes with the author. And that's exactly what I was able to do with Switch uh, from Chip and Dan Heath. Um, it's a book all about change and how to create change within an organization or even within your own personal life. And so I found it very enriching. It also is a number one New York Times bestseller, and I would highly, highly recommend it to you. All right, book number 16, have not read it, Um, mixed reviews, looking forward to it. It's a slim volume. Anyone who is interested in uh, learning more about how to become an influencer, excuse me, or how to be a better influencer on social media. This book is called One Million Followers, How I Built a Massive Social Following in 30 Days by Brendan Kane. Um, the foreword is by Prince EA. Uh, you may be familiar with Prince EA. He has 15 million followers on Facebook as of this podcast. Um, so he definitely qualifies as an influencer. Uh, Brendan has worked with some big names, uh, including Taylor Swift. He talks a little bit about that in the book. Um, some things I've heard about it, because again, I have not read it. Um, some reviews are saying that there's not really a lot here if you've read a lot of books on marketing strategy and social media strategy. I myself have not. I really have not read that many books um, uh, in this particular area, and so I'm hoping there will be some new insights. He does talk about Facebook um, as well as Twitter and Snapchat, but I think his emphasis is really on Facebook. And so if that's something you're interested in, I love the Facebook platform so much. And so I would definitely love to know how to become um a a better influencer. Honestly, I believe we're all influencers. Um, We may only be influencing one or two people. We might be influencing 15 million people like Prince EA, but I think we're all influencers. And so I'm always interested in learning how to become better and uh, would love to become a better influencer. uh, Thanks to Brendan Kane and this book here. All right. We only have four books left and, um, I want to go out with a good one, so I'm going to slightly rearrange my order here. Uh, This next book, haven't read it, so I haven't vetted it. For anyone who is interested in sales or specifically network marketing, um, this book, I found it at uh, my local Half Price Books. It was on the clearance shelf, so I'm pretty sure I paid like $2 for it, and uh, list price was $14.95, and it also came with a CD. So, um, super short book, the smallest uh, book, uh, appearance-wise anyway, Slimmest Spine here, um, 
on the 2020 reading list. It's the 45 second presentation that will change your life by Don. I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. Phila, Faya, Falia. I have no idea. Don F A I L L A. However you pronounce his name, I don't know who he is. Uh, it says Don and Nancy, Phyla. Uh, here on the back of the book, I don't know who they are. Um, the only thing that I know is that um, it's about network marketing um, and, and basically, uh, I guess, how to give a 45-second presentation, right? That's why I picked it up. And so curiosity really has me on that one. I know that may not be for everybody, but um, if it's something you're interested in, uh, please pick it up. Okay, another book that I've talked a lot about. Um, it's Improving Your Serve by Charles Swindoll or Chuck Swindoll. Um, Improving Your Serve is the most overtly Christian book here on the reading list. I'm just going to let you know there's a Bible verse on pretty much every single page. So if that's not your jam, you may not enjoy it. Um, you know, but for me, I'm, I'm very open-minded um, and I'm, I'm always open to reading any sort of wisdom literature. And um, so I'm, I'm definitely open. I come from a Christian background, um, and so I feel like I won't have any problem digesting it, um, although I'll be parsing it with my more current stance of agnosticism. Um, and so uh, I, this book, well, you can just go back and find the podcast episode where I talk about this mystery book that somebody just dropped off in my mailbox years ago. I haven't read it, and yet it's like been tugging on my heartstrings for probably a good, like, almost decade. And so that seems like a pretty good indication that, hey, guess what? Um, you need to read this book. And so finally, this year, I'm going to be reading Improving Your Serve by Chuck Swindoll. All right, the penultimate book. This is book number 19. It is a book that I would recommend to everybody. I think everybody needs to read this book. And um, this actually might be, it probably is a faster read, even than the 45 second presentation, which I haven't read. But, but looking at the spines, uh, looking at the, the pages and, and, and the letters on here, um, this is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. I cannot recommend this book highly enough. I mean, man, this book, it didn't teach me things that I absolutely didn't know. And, and again, I find it interesting when some reviewers criticize books for that reason, you know, especially in this category of like self-help and self-improvement. Um, some people will say, well, it didn't really teach me anything new. Okay. And, and, and my take on this is like, there's not a whole lot that's new when it comes to self-help and and personal development and, and you know improvement. Um, that's not what I'm looking for in a book. What I'm looking for is a book that stimulates me. And a lot of times it can stimulate me by reminding me of things that I already know or by building on top of a foundation that I already have. So for me, that's exactly what the four agreements did. But I can also tell you, based on my interactions with so many people um, every single day, there are definitely some people out there who have not heard of these agreements. They don't know what they are. They would be completely earth-shattering, mind-blowing. And you might be one of those people I don't know. And so um, I just have to give this my, my highest endorsement and recommendation. The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Okay, a little bit of a drum roll here. This final book, book number 20, um, here on the 2020 recommended reading list, 
is um, a book that I read last year. Um, it's a big one. It's the longest book that I read last year. It weighs in at almost 400 pages. I have a beautiful hardcover, hardback edition um, of this book, copious notes and highlights in here. It's by Brendan Burchard, and it's called High Performance Habits, How Extraordinary People Become That Way. This book rocked my socks off. It was so good. It was just immersed in research. Um, it had exercises so that you could put what, you know, Brendan's talking about into practice. And I just know, you know, even just going back over and reading my highlights. That's one of the reasons that I highlight in my books is so I can go back over those books later and I can read just the highlights, right? So I can kind of see what stuck out to me then. I know that if I just went back and read my highlights from this book, I would get tremendous, tremendous value, okay? Last year, you were able to pick this book up for $7 online, okay? Uh, through Brendan's uh, sales funnel, through his sales page. And so if you look up high performance habits um, on Google, if the sales page is still out there, you should be able to pick this book up um, for under $10. And, and boy, let me tell you, I mean, again, he sent me a nice hardcover. It's got a matte finish um, on the dust, uh, dust jacket. Um, it feels great in your hand. The book, the typesetting, everything's awesome. I don't think I found a single typo um, it's just really, really well put together and well, well worth your, your time. So, hey, thank you for listening today and, and sticking in here for 20 books um, that I think you should read in 2020. Again, is this a perfect reading list? There's no such thing. Are you going to enjoy every single book on this list? Probably not. You know, um, many of these, as I said, I haven't read yet, but they're books that caught my attention. And so uh, for any of those of you who want to know, hey, Cody, what are you reading or looking to read here this coming year? Hey, now you know. So feel free to add any of these to your your reading list, obviously. And most importantly, let me know after you read some of these books, weigh in, drop me a message, connect with me on Facebook, and let me know what you thought. Um, you know, I love to hear other people's opinions. Maybe uh, maybe I won't have, have read the book yet. Maybe I will have. We can have a conversation about it. But I just love books and I love learning from them. And uh, so I wanted to share uh, these with you here today on the podcast. Well, hey, this is one of our longest podcast episodes ever. So again, thank you so much for hanging in there. Um, as you know, this podcast is dedicated to you and to your success. Hey, here's to you in an awesome 2020. I hope you have a fantastic new year. Uh, if you haven't yet subscribed to the Dude Fuel podcast, I hope you'll consider doing that today, as well as sharing one of these episodes that you love with someone you love. Again, I'm Cody Ray Miller. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing another message with you again tomorrow.